0: Welcome to the Play Create Forward podcast. I'm Kirsten Gunrud.
1: I'm Jill Johnson.
0: And welcome. It's the end of February. This is the last week of February. Our month of love and exploring uh, your heart and loving yourself, so that you have more to give to everybody else, and all that kind of thing. How's how's that working for you, Jillie?
1: Well, it's been good. I, you know, I we were talking earlier about kind of when things don't go as planned. And we were joking about Mercury retrograde and how so often when something's a little haywire, we'll say to each other, like, is there something off in the stars? What's going on with the planets? You know, but regardless if you believe in any of that or not, I think it's a great opportunity to talk about when things look out of sorts. So when they talk about retrograde, They're saying that it looks as if the planet is moving backwards in its tracks. So it's like it's orbiting another direction. And with Mercury, we were talking about how it's all about the art of communication. And I think when these two things collide, when things look off, they don't look as they appear, and when communication is off, they both really have an impact. So for me, I was just thinking about playing with that idea of how we're still in that level of caring for ourselves and self-love when things get a little sticky yeah. or when we're not feeling good or when we can't pay the rent or when things don't feel right in our house or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's like when I think what it, I think what Mercury retrograde and that idea always reminds us of is things don't always go as planned. I mean, 99% of the time they don't. And so, how do we adjust to that so that it still feels like we're within our plan, but we're also letting go of what we think it needs to be and how it needs to turn out? And, you know, I think that's a great thing to do if you have kids. I mean, I feel like that's a day to day practice, a minute by minute practice of what you think is going to happen and then what really does. Yeah. What about you?
0: I, I love this on so many levels because oh, it's one of my indicators of how I'm feeling about myself and whether I'm caring about myself is how I internalize when those things happen. Yeah. So I, I am really good at, and I'm finally getting better at, when, when everything feels like it's going south, the first person I blame is myself. Yeah. Um, The world is against me and things aren't working out and I must have done something to create this and, you know, on and on and on. And what I'm learning is as soon as I go there, things get worse instead of better. And 99% of the time it had nothing to do with that. It's just life. Yeah. Just how things go. And sometimes what has always been helpful for me um as a tool and i i love astrology i'm fascinated by it but i don't know i still wouldn't say i completely 100% buy into it but mm-hmm. it's an awesome tool yeah because when mercury is going retrograde and everything's yeah. going south it makes it really easy for me to go okay this isn't me this is yeah. what's happening yeah but if i did that more often even when mercury wasn't going retrograde. Yep. If I just had that compassion for myself and trusted that the world isn't against me and these things aren't, um, you know, all happening because of something I did, uh, imagine like, and when I do that, um, it's game changer, total game changer. Yep. Um, because then I can from that place, I can do something like that if you feel like everybody's against you or everything's going south or, um, and you have no control over it, you're stuck. You're yeah. stuck. Yeah.
1: And I think that's a great thing about sometimes seeing it from a different perspective. So whether it's, you know, going for a walk and getting clarity or you jump in the shower, you get your best ideas, or, you know, you just happen to find, hear somebody say, Oh, I think something's in retrograde. It, it kind of stops you in your track. It does a pause where you're like, wait, is there something else that could be contributing? And I think that just even just playing into the idea that there is something else, that it's not just a logical path, helps us expand our vision and our understanding and our ability to adjust and even like loosen up about it. Because I know for myself, when when things are feel dire or hard, I'm very serious. I am very locked in. I am locked and loaded. That is the way it's going. That is the path that's traveling. That's just it. But if I can adjust my senses just a little and play with another option, it helps to open up and get me out of that concretized way of thinking, um, which it is all thoughts. And so we keep coming back to this, but you know, the reason we were talking about self-love this month is just that term of like, if we're being kind and compassionate to ourselves, we have more of an ability to be kind and compassionate to others, yeah. which just, it's like the pebble in the pond. It just, the rings just keep going out and out and out. And we don't even know the impact um, and we don't need to know, you know, it's just knowing that we feel a little more calm. We feel a little more softer towards ourselves. Yeah. And we're able to come with a little softer perspective to
0: others. Yeah. The compassion thing is huge. And I think that what I find to a certain degree is the, those times when things are tough and feel like they're going sideways, um, end up being in my toolbox to use when then I have a cashier who's just like rude as I'll get out or a friend, who seems just ticked off at me or whatever to remember yeah. this isn't just her and me, something happened before, something's going to happen after. I don't know what created this. So why am I assuming it's me? And yeah. why am I assuming I can't do anything about it? When maybe all that person needs to hear is I hope the rest of your day goes well, or how are you doing? Or, yeah. you know, like Sam said, in the right relationship, I don't think this is me what's what what's going on? How can I help um because I think sometimes we forget maybe the gift in those times that go sideways, especially when they're just little things or maybe all of it, is is that to remember we all have those experiences,, yeah. and to have compassion for someone else when that's happening for them, yeah, um. You know, yeah. if,
1: when you were talking, I was thinking about some of that. My husband and I did long distance for four and a half years. And this was before FaceTime, really dating myself, <laughs> really before Skype. Yeah. Like email was kind of catching on. But I remember, um, you know, he's a sales guy. So he was on the phone all day. Yeah. And the last thing he wanted to do at night was be on the phone all night. Yeah. And, you know, it was this art of knowing what you were, so if I was really excited and I called into him and he had a hard day, it was really hard for him to receive that I was excited. It was really hard for me to receive that he was not. And so we had to come to this place where we just kind of had to be okay with what we were calling into and that we were going to miss details of the day. And we were going to miss a lot of things throughout our relationship in those times, just because we were far apart. Wow. And you can't just assume that how your day was is how the person's day is. Yeah. How they're, how you're going to react is how they're going to react. And so I think that's a big thing too, is that we never know what we're walking into and we never know what we're leaving behind. And we just have to be able to show up with what we have alone yeah. and not get lost in assumptions. I mean, it's a it's really, it's an ongoing thing. You know, like if I run into a friend and it seems a little off, I will just go home and think about it. And then I have to finally be like, either just let it go or call and say, Hey, was this really what was happening? Or is it just me being off today? Instead of creating these long storylines of just chaos that are just thought bubbles that aren't really true, Uh except for me.
0: Yes, this is where the (laughs) fit and well language of improv works so well for me, right? Yeah, that being a which
1: language again?
0: Um, an improv language.
1: Or what was that?
0: The language of improv. Yes,
1: Yes. but will you say more about?
0: Oh, fit and well. Yes, fit and well, well. What I'm realizing with, uh, with what we're doing this month is kind of the same thing. So when you are in a place where you are fit and well therefore, loving yourself enough to have energy to have that compassion and love for others, um, you can show up differently. So at times in my life, when I was in long distance relationships is what's coming to mind, I would have in my head that they should be so excited to talk to me, I should totally be the one who changes their day, (laughs) instead of they're just having a bad day and they need time to themselves. Like I couldn't Mm -hmm. at that point in my life understand that. Right. So I'm so impressed that you guys did that so long ago.
1: Well, Uh, I mean, don't be that impressed.
0: Well, I'm sure it was hard.
1: I think a lot of it was hindsight too.
0: (laughs) it is. But if I had had enough self-love for myself at the time, I wouldn't have needed that person to need me that way. right? And so, um, and I wouldn't have needed it to play out the way I wanted it to getting on the phone. I would have been able to be in the moment and let it be what it was because I didn't need that coming from outside of me. I already had it inside of me. Yes. And I see this with so many of the corporate groups that I work with where they're taking things from each other personally all the time and reading into situations all the time and creating their stories of what somebody else is doing and why they're doing it all the time. And my guess is probably 95% of those are not true Yeah, because it isn't personal. It's the meeting they had before the meeting they had with that person, or it's something going on in their life at home, or it's any number of things. And yet it's so easy to jump to that place of, of, you know, this is coming at me or this is, Um. This isn't good, or this person is rude, or instead of showing up and being able to even maybe shift that because Mm -hmm. you aren't taking it personally, and they can't. um, So that sounds. I'm going to say it. They can't hurt you Mm -hmm. because you've already you're filled. You're full. Yep. You're full.
1: Yep. I agree, and I think that's. It's perfect because we're kind of going into our next month about creativity. And I think this is a great way of how we use creativity and play, even when things are sticky. Um, And we keep coming back to those words because it's our language, whatever you want to use, it's up to you. But for us, we like that they jolt the usual and what might be the predictable and let us see that it is all unpredictable that there there isn't a linear progress and so we can step in any moment and shift the course of the direction if we're open to it and we just try and so our idea today was like playing with that idea of mercury retrograde was the whole thought like when you hear something and it just makes you swivel your head and shift like i'm sure that's happened when i was really sick there were i ran into five people in one week that said something that made me stop in my tracks. And I think those are the moments where you're like, oh, why did that peak my, or somebody, you know, I had the third person yesterday on the plane tell me about a book and I'm like, all right, got to pick that book up, you know, just yeah. little things, It it is kind of a game and it's kind of fun to like walk into synchronicity and walk into play because that's what fuels creativity. That's what artists use to fuel is what is, what's intriguing, what is, interesting in that moment where is my curiosity really peaking and that's how we start to get back into that alive body instead of that zombie-like stance of just trying to get through each day and so I think as we go into our next month we're playing more in creativity and all it's I mean it's such a massive thing so we're only going to hit the tip. Maybe we'll do
0: skirt. a couple months of creativity. <laughs> and, then,
1: um, and then I think I loved um, this, this whole conversation for today started because Kirsten was really wanting to do a loving kindness meditation, which made us think of how we want to start coming in with meditations as way, or as I like to say, creative visualizations. Um, we notice that sometimes with meditation, it gets in people's mind that has to be the certain way. And when I was competing as an athlete, I always used visualization, which was a form of meditation, really, of yeah. how I would see myself going through a course. And I still use it for a lot of things today. So we're going to start playing with that as well.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited about that. And I, I love, I've had people who are like, I don't meditate. And yeah. when, when we talk about it as a visualization, some of those people are now loving Listening yeah. and doing that. And the other thing I love about thinking of these as visualization over guided meditation, maybe, again, whatever works for you, is um, a guided meditation feels like something you listen to and you're guided. Almost every tool will share, for the most part, it's something people can play with mm-hmm. and take it and turn it into their own, right? So it's just the starting point. And a meditation could be the same thing. You could do the same thing with a meditation. But the idea is that these are just starting points to play. Like one of the things we talked about in a flight camp I had today was just find tools. And even if like astrology, even if you don't necessarily 100% buy into astrology, if it's a tool that works for you on a bad day, because it says something good, that's a tool. That's a good thing.
1: You know, I was talking to one of my um, supervisors at where I sometimes do some extra work and we were talking about knitting and how that's her meditation, you know, cause you just can let go and just, so I think it's finding your own way that really resonates and yeah. trying others on.
0: Yes. And just playing with it. And even if yeah. it's something you're resistant to play, like try it a couple times and maybe you'll find you like it more than you thought you did, or maybe some aspect of it'll work, even though some others don't. And yeah. Um, but all of these can be tools to filling your own container, to um, loving yourself a little bit more, to seeing things with a different perspective that's more compassionate and self-loving, and then your ability to bring that out to the world just becomes that much greater. So even, dare I say this, even self-love and compassion can be and maybe should be a creative process. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ooh, or at least the playful one. That was really good. <laughs> I think that's what we're trying to get across. Oh, <laughs> it's all about. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, Kirsten.
0: Thank you. Uh, I, we will be back next week. And next week, we'll start playing with creativity more and move into that, which I am super excited for. Um, we'll get a meditation up before the end of this month that we'll share with everybody as well. So watch for that in your email or Um, if you subscribe to the podcast, it'll, it'll be in the podcast and we'll have a special title for it. So, you know, it's something a little different and exciting to check out.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Sunny. Thank you. you. See you soon.